The province, as it often does, governments do this, all of them, they dump out something that might be controversial on a Friday afternoon, usually after the press have all gone home, and they hope hope by Monday everyone's going to consider it to be old news. But I think this needs to be talked about. In 2020, March 2020, uh, because it was urgent that anybody who might be sick get seen and get the medical attention they needed, the province said it would cover medically necessary treatments that were provided to patients who do not have OHIP coverage. That program is going to come to an end on the 1st of April. Here to not necessarily advocate for or against this government move, but to talk about how people may be uninsured is Dr. Michael Warner, head of critical care at the Michael Guerin Hospital. Doctor, it's good to have you back. Thanks for having me, John. So, I mean, I know foreign students fall into this category. Uh, what other people would fall into the category of being uninsured? Yeah, I'm going to focus on the patients that, that I've seen over the past three years in the ICU. You know, this this policy of not having no hip card and being uninsurable predated, you know, the Ford government, and it's been a long-standing issue. And it was a very progressive decision they made because they recognized that, that people without OHIP sometimes don't seek care and sometimes don't get care. So to get a health card in Ontario, you need to physically present to Service Ontario. So what if you're physically disabled? That becomes challenging. You need to have a home address to fill out the form, which only comes in English or French. You need to provide three forms of identification, such as credit card bills, utility bills, an original passport. You can imagine if you don't have a home, you don't have friends or family, you're mentally ill or suffer from addictions, it can be very difficult to get a, a valid health card uh, even if you qualify as a resident of Ontario. And those are the patients that I have seen. Those are the patients who've been helped by this program. And hospitals have been compensated for the care they provided to these patients so they don't have to cut programs for other patients. And I think that unless the government is going to have an army of social workers to help people who can't otherwise get a health card because of these systemic barriers, they should continue the program until they fix it because it's too difficult for those on the margins of society to get a health card, even if they qualify. And, and I don't think that's fair. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is like, you know, is there, are there not programs to help people who are vulnerable to get the card? You know, John, I, you, the website, the, the the screenshot for what you need to do to get a health card is, is on my Twitter feed, and I would have a hard time getting myself together to get it done. You know, it, it requires all these documents and coordination. You know, and what happens in the ICU? We have a dedicated social worker to help people who are on a ventilator get a, a health card if it's expired or they never had one. It can take two to four weeks for our social worker to do it. There's some services that will drive people to service Ontario offices to get this done. But what if you live in rural Ontario? What if you're in the inner city and just don't have access to those resources? I think that, you know, there's some things we need to learn from COVID. There's some policies that were really helpful and effective. And instead of just canceling them on a Friday afternoon, they should work with the OMA. I'm speaking with the government here to come up with a better plan to help people on a long-term basis get access to healthcare, especially so physicians who tend to care for marginalized patients. I'm talking about emergency doctors, psychiatrists, infectious disease doctors, you know, IC doctors like me, uh, don't have to work for free, which I think is important. And also to make sure that patients that they see can be referred on to other specialists for elective care and not be worried that they'd be denied care because they don't have a health card. We'll always provide emergency care to anybody, but you can see how it'd be difficult to refer someone who we know doesn't have health insurance just because they couldn't get a health card because of these systemic barriers. And these are the people who need primary and preventative care the most. Well, this was going to be my last question then. On the 2nd of April, this program will have expired on the 1st of April. Somebody presents to your emergency room without a card. What happens? 
take good care no matter what. So that you know, begs the question, what problem are they trying to solve? Was it that too many vulnerable people were accessing care or that, you know, doctors are getting paid for providing that care? Because this program only cost $15 million over three years, yet provided 400,000 services provided by 7,000 doctors in Ontario. So clearly there's a need. This isn't about medical tourism in case someone brings that up on the round table because the borders were, you know, in theory closed to some degree over the past three years, yet so many people benefited from this program. Okay, so just to follow through then, that means that a service you provide or a nurse provides or anybody provides that they're, they can't send that on a ticket to the, the province so they don't get paid? Exactly. Okay. And the, hospital, and the hospital also doesn't get paid for providing that service. And hospitals have fixed budgets, John. So if you're providing, you know, you're St. Mike's, you know, inner city hospital providing care to thousands of patients who don't have an OHIP card because they don't have a home, you know, you can imagine that services that they provide to other patients may have to be cut. I mean, the hospital can speak for themselves, but this is this affects everybody, uh, not just those on the margins of society. So I think it's an important issue and one that I think that needs to be discussed this week um, after it was dropped on Friday afternoon. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Take care. Dr. Michael Warner, head of critical care at the Michael Guerin Hospital.